welcome to How to Win the Lottery, Unadaptable Module, but Adaptable Book, Episode 7, Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. I'm Joey Lewandowski. It stinks. With me is Jay Sherman, as you just heard. It stinks. Uh, it would be really good if you just didn't talk this entire episode. It stinks. And the beauty of the soundboard, baby. I made, I made Joey... Uh... Like download that for this episode, especially, <laughs> which maybe indicates how I feel about this book. So this is a book that is becoming a movie starring Ryan Gosling, written by Drew Goddard and also Andy Weir and directed by Lord and Miller. Like all the talent in the world is yeah. in this project. This is the author who wrote The Martian that became a huge, that was a huge book that became an even bigger movie. Also adapted by Drew Goddard. He had also written... Project Artemis? No, no. Project yeah, Project Artemis. Uh, I think it's just Arch Artemis because this is Project Hail Mary. Artemis. I was say, what a guy to write two books at the same title. I basically. didn't. I didn't read Artemis. I did. I don't remember a single thing about it. I know that Egg yeah. did not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine. Like, I imagine it's the exact same because because like okay, so because uh, this is the Martian, kind of all either of these books are, and I kind of like the Martian. I thought the Martian was pretty good. Um, all either book is, is science experiment after science experiment yep. dealing with each problem that has come up one thing after another, trying to find like the sciencey way to solve a problem. Yeah. So what is the problem here? What is this book about? Um, it is you love sci-fi about it is okay. So, so we'll start by saying that it is a like capital H hard sci-fi novel, which is what this guy does. Um, everything in it is not everything because there is like a alien in it. Um, but like the all the stuff in it, it's like it's like based in real yes. biology, correct? Based in real physics, based in real uh, whatever whatever science you want to apply to this. It's it's like. He obviously had very serious science consultants help him through these things. It feels thoroughly fact-checked. Um, and, and maybe there's some stuff that's wrong. I wouldn't know. I mean, right. that's the thing is like 90% of the people that are reading this book are could be would be impressed by anything that he wrote mm-hmm. like in there. He could put whatever numbers he wanted and nobody would know. But you you have to trust him. And so like part of what's impressive about Andy Weir is his ability to construct plot and problem based on science. Yeah. Which is a truly difficult and admirable thing to do. So what's going on here is that there is a extraterrestrial organism, single cell. Is it single cell? I think so. Single cell organism that is eating sunlight. Mm -hmm. And so sunlight is not getting to the earth. So uh, we have an astronaut named Ryland Grace who fake name, by the way, come on, like, okay, Ryland Grace. Um, there, uh, but for the grace of God, yeah, go I mean, he. come on, like, Hail Mary, full of grace, like, what the fuck? <laughs> we are. <laughs> like, like, oh, the Project Hail Mary, who's on board? Grace. We are three minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, honestly, like, get the get out of here with that nonsense. 
go peddle your lint elsewhere, Andy Weir, because I'm not buying it. Like that nobody at any point told him not to do that. <laughs> so there's a, a extraterrestrial that's eating sunlight and uh, they, um, you know, ask a junior, a junior high school science teacher to figure out how to solve this problem. They're like, you know what we need? We need this guy that's teaching 13-year-olds about how far the sun is away from the earth to solve the biggest problem ever known to mankind. I guess because he's he had he once wrote a paper about how earth or extraterrestrial organisms may not be water-based. That everyone was like, you're wrong. That's yeah, dumb. Yeah. It stinks. And he's like, all right, I'm going to be a teacher. Yeah, they, they were like, they were like, who can we get to solve this problem? <laughs> Let's look through the database of disgraced <laughs> scientists. Disgraced? <laughs> yeah. 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 It I, stinks. I'm sorry. Um. Uh, okay. Imagine if Andy Weir had agreed to let us <laughs> interview him. Like, would I have just yelled at him like that? <laughs> What would have happened? I probably would have stopped. And, and I just reached out. I don't know if he said no or they just didn't respond, no, he but he's no. not coming I on. Think he's, I think he said no. Especially not coming on. <laughs> yeah. No, Andy, you can come on. Defend yourself. Defend yourself, Andy. <laughs> um. So they get this. They they, they get him to. Uh, uh, Tau Seti. It, well, okay, so 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 the novel starts. He's he's in outer space. He's got um, amnesia. Well, we don't know where he is. We don't know where he is. Which, by the way, like I'm on board for this shit. But even though even though I was I was annoyed, I was annoyed at first that this was a uh, amnesia book well, because, because we'd we, already done an amnesia book, and we had done memory thinking was going to be a Gosling thing. So the fact that we did like in the That's span right. of three weeks or three episodes, yeah, two Gosling movies, one not a Gosling, but like. Two Gosling movies where he lost his memory. Just uh -huh. like, what are we doing? And then that goes away pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, but it's 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 still like a major plot point. And it, it when it comes, it comes around in an interesting way. It I think. ultimately ends up being a major plot point. Yeah. Um. And so, like, I'm kind of on board for this idea of like this guy in a room by himself discovering that he is in outer space. Yeah. Um. There are two dead bodies near him because the people that went into outer space with him did not survive the the spaceship induced coma Correct. to to take the very very long trip. So he wakes up with these two dead bodies, and he's got to like do science to figure out where he is while his memory like slowly comes back to him. And I'm on board for this. Uh, I'm on board for this level of problem solving. Yep. Uh, like I, I'm okay with that. Um, I did. Once I got to be about 50 to 75 pages into this book, mm -hmm. I was like, there cannot be 400 more pages of this. This is not, you, you cannot make a book up of this exclusively. Well, so, it does not work. So, I'm not a writer, but when I was in college, I took filmmaking classes and I've taken yeah. lots of English classes and whatever. And I'm always like, you know, when I would have to like come up with an idea for a screenplay, I'm like, here's my idea. And my teacher's always like, it is the most difficult thing in the world to write a compelling narrative where it's just one person alone. Yeah. And it's 
I think this really puts that to the stress test because it's just him for so long by himself and flashing back and him trying to solve problems. Like it is basically written like The Martian. It's the same yeah. thing where it's like it's very sciencey. The problem I had where I'm like, it can't be four more pages of this and it basically is, is it is so dorky. Well, like, yeah, that's this is this is the, the problem. Like, and, and I don't mind if a character is dorky, but it feels like like the his reluctance to swear or to write like people speak. Yeah. Like, oh, crap. Fudge. Oh, gee, Willikers. I started highlighting passages that oh, made me groan. I'm alone 93 million miles away from my home planet, and I'm definitely on a suicide mission. This is, gee, this is bad. And I stopped highlighting because I'm like, there's too many of them. Yeah. And finally, like the Russian astronaut, like 400 pages and like, like says fuck once and just like, oh, you do know the word. Okay, but, but cool. He's also, he's also like, uh, oh, the, 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 she also loves vodka. Yeah. And she's like, she won't go on the spaceship unless she can bring her vodka with her. And it's just like, man, all right. And she also you know wants what, to die via heroin. You know what would have been sweet if instead of that Russian astronaut they brought the svedka robot on board with them. <gasps> hell yeah and and the svedka robot was like the party robot and and he woke up from this coma and there was the svedka robot ready to party with him that'd be good he's yeah. like i don't remember who i am but i know i, re- I do remember how to party I, I remember those commercials i remember the svedka robot which is like based loosely on the chris cunningham robot from the bjork all is full uh-huh. of love music video uh-huh. which was also ripped off in the uh, uh i forget who directed it i robot movie with will smith um, yeah, it wasn't Steven Spielberg, was it? No, no, no. That is not a Spielberg movie. Uh, but they, uh, yeah, I, I could go for a Svedka robot. Um, Alex Proyas of Dark City oh, fame. Yeah, that guy sucks. So he's engaging in these kind of, in these, in, in, in I don't know, the, it's a stereotype, but like also who cares? It's like basically a harmless stereotype that he's, that he's talking about with that. But it flashes back and forth between him being alone on this ship and him being uh, what is essentially the dorkiest ass loser that I've ever seen in my life when he's on earth interacting with people interacting like almost exclusively with people who have never talked to other people. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. And it's also, I know this is like how you write a story, but it's also like he is exclusively remembering memories, recovering memories that he needs at that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never like, oh, I'm remembering uh, uh, this hot dog that I ate at the Dodgers game. Like, at one point, it feels like Andy Weir's like, how do we get vodka on the ship? And it's like, oh, duh, they party or whatever. It's just like, how do we get heroin on the ship? How do we get nitrogen on the ship? Because he's like, I can't reasonably, rationally explain why there would be nitrogen on the ship that is scaled down other than... Let's write a scene where it's like, how do you want to die? And the guy's like, I want a gun. Like, I think it never comes back. The nope. gun never comes back. Well, that whole scene is only there just for the nitrogen. For the nitrogen, yeah. There's heroin on board. There's a gun on board. Yeah. And he's just like, nope. Yeah. I wanted him to put the heroin in the gun and shoot Rocky with a heroin bullet. So the book is somewhat saved by the fact that he meets a multi-celled, intelligent form of extraterrestrial life. Yeah. Uh, here's where I'll say, I don't know. If it, yeah. Okay. Saved. Fine. Um, I don't, I don't think this is great. I like this more than you did. It is, uh, I would not say people should read a massive tonal shift between, between Rocky and, and the alone stuff, which is the thing that I'm worried about movie wise for this. Cause I think this could make a good movie because I think that you don't have all of the explaining shit. You just show like, if you get a hyper aesthetic minded director 
which Lord Miller, so 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 the Lord Miller stuff, very good for Rocky. Yeah, like that's going to be great. Like he, like they, the, they, they, they did like Jump Street, they did Lego Movie, they done a bunch of like Spider Verse. They've done a very visually inventive. Yes, yeah. uh, the the stuff where he's by himself experimenting like in my head i'm picturing 2001 mm-hmm. and they're not that kind of director well also gosling's not ryland right yeah see because i when i when i'm picturing gosling doing this i'm picturing gosling as the driver right he's like or, or more likely as neil armstrong in first man yeah where he's this kind of like stoic problem solver who goes through the things and you you might get gosling from nice guys and that's kind of interesting. If he was Gosling from Nice Guys, I would love that. But, like, that's not what this character is. Right. I think Drew Goddard can can punch it up. Well, he has to because the dialogue yeah. is atrocious. Yeah, I think I think Drew Goddard can punch it up. I, tr- I trust that. Because he's really good. Yeah. I think, that, I think that this is a classic case of a book that could be crafted into a good movie. I, and it yeah. doesn't work as a book for a lot of reasons. Uh, one of them is something that has come up on this show couple times i don't want to hit it too hard because it is like creative writing 101 fucking show us don't tell us yeah this book is all telling Mm -hmm. it's all telling there's very little even when their the spaceship is exploding and you have a spider alien bursting out of his like bubble shield bubble atmosphere to rip Ryland Grace from his save his life and the spider monster catches fire like he's still just like uh, the centrifugal force is forcing blah, 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 blah. yes I'm thinking in inches can you blame me that's where my brain goes yeah and it's just like your best friend is on fire I do so I don't remember how the Martian was written but I feel like this would have been like I an issue that I had toward the end I didn't realize it until the end and I'm like but like when he's doing like pivious sides where like he's talking about like the way he thinks in metric versus, you know, yeah. imperial or whatever. I'm like, in what form is this text? Like if these were written as like mission logs or something, I would be like, oh, like there's like, you know, I understand like at least the framing. But this is just like him, like we're in his mind or yeah, something. Yeah. Why would he make that correction to himself? Right. He, like th- that is narration that exists for an audience. Right. Not. And I can't, I can't form, I can't figure out what form it takes. And like, you can, like, you can do that kind of thing if you established a reason for that. And they never do here. He never does uh-huh. here. Yeah. Which is frustrating. Yeah. But because also like, if it was fun or funny, I wouldn't mind it, but it's just like, it makes me groan. Like it doesn't work. And I'm sure that a lot of people probably really like it. Yeah. Dorks. Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry, dorks who have found this looking. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, what, what, what can I say? Like a, a, there are people that read this book and relate to the main character and think of like, I, I saw this thing on, I, I saw this thing on Twitter that made me feel insane. And it's because we're moving into, wait, I might know what you're talking about. The, the thing where the, where, where the lady was like, uh, how do you feel about drinking in, yes. in, in fiction? And I was just like, what are you? Well, I, I personally don't mind it if the main character drinks, but I, I sometimes have them, uh, uh, have a beer with while watching the big game or wine with dinner, but I never really go further than that. And it's like, well, like characters drink according to what's natural for that character to do. Right. There are reasons why characters would drink and reasons why characters wouldn't drink to like place a moral value or say, how do you feel about this care? How do you feel about characters drinking 
in a text. It's the same thing as how do you feel about characters cursing? How do you feel about characters having sex? How do you feel about characters driving a car? How do you feel? It's like some of those things work. Yeah. Some of them don't work. Yeah. Like don't force your prudery onto every single other human being who is like, guess what? Like half of the world drinks alcohol. Mm-hmm. And if you don't drink alcohol, I'm imagining you can read a book about someone who drinks alcohol and it's not too rough for you. Reading that thread made me feel insane. Yeah. And she's and like, cause everybody was just like, yeah, it's fine. Well, I kept being like, is it a bit? Is this person doing a bit? And I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Cause I think, cause I looked at her profile and like either the entire profile is a bit or like, that's just like, she's gen- yeah. she's like, at one point she's like, no, my characters are flawed and complex. It's like, well then what is it? Are you? What? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that was, that was insane yeah it made me it made me feel crazy and it's like it's it's this thing it's the same thing that happened you know a couple of months ago there was this thing there was like a lot of people talking on on twitter about how like sex scenes in movies are never necessary like you you should never have a sex scene like or never have nudity in Mm -hmm. movies and it's just like what are we doing right well how how are we like moving toward this level of puritanism now after having like tried for literally 50 years to get away from it. Mm-hmm. Like, how are we relapsing on that? It's because kids are reacting to their parents being too, I, I don't know. But, it, and, and so like when I, when I'm reading this and, and this main character is in outer space, literally about to die. And he's just like, Oh fudge. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, man, there's nobody there. You're not around your, your school kids anymore. What I do think what I, so I like Rocky cause I think Rocky Explain who Rocky is. So Rocky is this alien, which, so I, there's some elements of like, cause like a lot of this book is like someone being like, well, how, why is this happening? And then like him coming up with a reason, like an explanation for it. And some of it is worthwhile. Some of it's interesting. Some of it is whatever. It's not, but there's the question of like, why of all the possibilities of this, like, you know, massive universe, like, how are we both here now? Like, how are we both like reasonably intelligent that we're able to communicate with each other? And it's just like, well, if you're not smart enough to deal with astrophage, right. which like, like if you're not smart enough, you're just going to die. And if you're smart enough to like be able to do it, like you would just figure it out before it's a problem. And it's like where we have to be like reasonably around the same yeah, development. Goldie, and like Goldilocks thing. Th- there's like a, oh, like I like that feels like a viable explanation of like why yeah. this would happen. I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. But it's this it's the species of things that has no eyes that like is. Very advanced in certain things, but like far behind in terms of technology. Which I, I was like, all that stuff is interesting. To yeah, me. all that stuff is good, and I like that it turns into a buddy comedy. Yeah, where they have frustrations with each other, mm-hmm. but they lo- love each other, and and like he chirps, like he sings, like they he he speaks, he learns how to speak an alien language. Yeah, it's essentially um, uh, Luke and R two, mm-hmm. and and like or or uh, Poe Dameron and BB eight. Yep, like. Great. Yeah. Like, I love those relationships. Keep that going. You can, you can, you can, you can do that. Um, and that exists for about, uh, half the book, maybe a little more than half the yeah. book. And then Rocky almost dies. Uh huh. And then it's just Rylan Grace for a while. I'm like, Ooh boy, here we go. And then they part ways. Like they figure out the solution. They go, Oh, they're separate ways. And then things break bad. And, but again, it's Rylan Grace. For, so like, there's like maybe 30 to 40% of this book that is like the two of them together. Like that's easily the best part. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so let's, let's go back to the structure, which is, which is, uh, I'm not sure what the, there's gotta be a technical name for this structure where it. You mean like literature structure? Yeah. Where, where it goes like from, you're dividing between, uh, flashbacks and, and 
present tense. Um, I'm not sure what the name of the structure is, but uh, so every time he like pushes really hard on something, it triggers a memory and that memory tells us what's going on right now or tells us something that we need to know about the story. Right. Um, and it's all essentially building toward why he's on this ship, mm-hmm. why he was the one that ended up on this ship. And in the beginning, we're we're certain like we, we it's because he's one of the world's leading experts on astrophage because he was one of the first people brought in to look at it because he had this hypothesis that uh, aliens don't need to be water based, which, of course, he ends up being incorrect about. But they let him stay on anyway and experiment because he was there first and he's discovering things. And so he's brought along despite his lack of credentials, he's brought along through every step of this process to right. be um, the alien expert, the the expert in, in this in this thing. And um, but at no point is he supposed to go on the trip. He's not he's not like the guy that's going to be an astronaut that's going to go save the world. Um, they have other people that are going to do that. They have people that are smarter than him, people that are more equipped for space travel than him, et cetera, et cetera. But they do test him and they find out that he is coma resistant. One in 7,000 people has this specific gene that like in theory will help them survive this four year long coma. Yeah. And uh, so so but we we still like have to figure out how he ends up on the, on the ship, which is not interesting to me. I don't I, I don't care about this. Even with the reveal or the whole time. Well, well, I'll say that the, the reveal, I guess, makes like it ends up being the the engine for the book's pathos for the most yes. part. Um, but like while this is happening, I'm just like, I don't give a shit. He's on. He's I already he's know there. that he's, he's on the ship. Yeah. I don't really need to know how he gets there. I assume that something happens, but it doesn't really matter to me. Um, and so what ends up happening is there is like. Uh, someone um, misjudges the amount of astrophage and they accidentally blow up the research center, like vaporize uh, some of the people that are going on the well, trip. Because there are two teams. There's like the A team and the B team and there's like three different roles. And for some reason, even though like they're never supposed to really be together, both scientists are in the same place and they both get vaporized. So he being the third pick gets selected to go and we uh, – this is this is the the essential like this is like the plot twist of the book, which I I, I kind of liked. No, I do too. I th- I think I think it's interesting. Um, I think it could have been foreshadowed better. Um, but he says no. He says no, and so they are like, "Well, you're gonna do it," and he just totally is a coward. Yeah, he's just like, I, "I'm not going to do it. It's a suicide mission. I don't care if." Seven billion people die. I'm I'm not doing it. You can't make me go. You can't make me go on a suicide mission. Um, did you play The Last of Us? Did you see The Last of Us? Yeah, I, I played it. I didn't so it. spoilers. I didn't I didn't finish the series yet, which is now months old by this point. But spoilers for the end of The Last of Us video game. But at the end, when you bring Ellie to the research facility and like they have her on the table and it's like her blood is going to cure this thing. Uh, you're supposed to. I think in theory save her. Yeah. Let no, you're like that. That's the only way the game can end, but you're supposed to like sort of resist and be like, no, you need to, uh, use her blood. Like I, I am, I am choosing the big win here. I'm, I'm choosing the greater good. And I, as soon as I had the option, I was just like, fuck you, fuck you. I'm taking her. Yeah. And like, that's the, I think the wrong choice is the one that for game, humanity. Yes. But I'm just like, no, I, I want her. Cause to, you can't as, as, as a human being, you can't choose to let a, child die and i wouldn't say that like that choice is like cowardly i would say it's more selfish Mm -hmm. he here like her strat who is his boss is like you are a coward like if you choose to just teach like 
students for the next 20 years, they're all going to die. If you don't go up here, everybody's going to die. If you go up there, everyone still might die. You're definitely going to die, but like you might save everyone. He's just like, but I don't want to. So, but you, so you learn that he is an unwilling participant in this mission and they uh, essentially knock him out and put him in, they they induce the coma and they put him on the ship and and they lie to his uh, co his crew about like why he's, Knocked out while using some magical French drug that gives you amnesia and lets you recover from the amnesia piece by piece, so that she, without harming any without of her other memories, yeah, it's, it's like that's like the best Deus Ex Machina in, in in the book. It's just like oh, you just invented this miracle thing that fits the plot. Exactly. I mean, it, it also it explains the structure in a way that's convenient too. Yeah, um, and and it also it like, stinks. It it drives you towards this thing that happens where. He gets the choice at mm-hmm. the end um, through through various circumstances, problem solving, science, uh, his friend Rocky. He's given the ability, enough fuel to get home mm-hmm. to Earth. But then they learn that they messed up on one of the experiments and that this thing called the Taumibid that actually eats astrophage can get through a... The alien substance. The alien substance called xenonite. It was bred to survive in a specific environment. And and he realizes that Rocky doesn't know this because Rocky is not a scientist. Rocky is an engineer. Mm-hmm. And he knows that Rocky's never going to be able to get home to save his people. But what he can do is he can send these things called the Beatles, John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Cringe. This book. It's dang. Did you, did you see the dedication page? Yeah. It's Stinks. Dedicated to John Paul, George, and Ringo. <laughs> and uh, it's Stinks. Um, he uh, sends them so that you you get the sense that Earth is probably going to be saved. But then he goes to save Rocky. Well, before that, there was the, the the twist before the twist where he says, "Sorry, Rocky." You're like, "Oh no, he chose yeah, Earth." Well, no, what is that? Well, I, I, not, I, I didn't even understand what it meant because I was like, wait, what? He says Plot sorry. wise, it doesn't – it wouldn't make – he says sorry, Rocky. You're like, oh, he chose Earth. Yeah. But he says sorry, Rocky, because he's not bringing one of the Beatles for him to explore and engineer with. Oh, for Christ's sake. Okay, yeah, fine. Whatever. This is moronic. And Because like it was – it happened to be in my Kindle version like a page break. And so I'm like, sorry, Rocky. I'm like, really? And I'm like – so I had to like wait the like half a second like click – Oh, no, never mind. That would have been hilarious if he was just like, peace. And then, and then the next thing was like him like in a parade on Earth and like. Getting laid for the first time. And then and they, and they like, they zoom, they, they, they like, uh, like years later, he's like on his throne and they're just like, well, we found Iridian. It's a graveyard. <laughs> they're all dead. Because Strat at one point just like, they're going to build statues of you. It's just like, Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody would care, but whatever. Anyway, he goes back. What What do you mean you don't think anyone would care? I don't think I don't think this nerd would care that there are statues. Oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. I thought I thought you were saying that they wouldn't build. Like, of course, he'd be a huge hero. No, no, no. I'm saying like people like I don't think I don't think you would be able to convince anyone to take a suicide mission they don't want to take with the reward that you will be dead, but there will be statues of you. Yeah. Like, that's a weird egotist like. But people will love you. It's like, yeah, but I'll be dead. It's like, who you, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Now, what, what we're going to do is we're going to put this guy in a coma. We're going to send him into outer space on a mission he doesn't want to go where we know there's a handgun on board. 
and just trust that he's going to be cool with it once he's out there. Well, they all, they say that just like, how do you know that I'm not going to screw over humanity? She's like, it's a risk I'm going to have to take. Like, I also yeah. don't think, I don't think you're going to do it, but yeah. like, we don't have a better option. Yeah. Even though there is a better option, they're like that Brazilian scientist who like wants to go and is qualified. It was a Brazilian person with an undergrad degree in biology or something like that. Yeah. I well, you know, yeah. beggars can't be choosers. But he saves Rocky. He saves Rocky. And then he ends up on Iridian. On Rocky's home planet. They give him the option to go home. And he's like. Well, they find out that like he saved the day, that the Beatles made it home, that within a year, they the son, Soul, was back to full strength. And so he knows that he can go home if he wants. But he's like, I'm kind of old. I'm kind of tired. I can eat meat made out of my own skin. And he goes to, and, and you learn that he goes uh, and he teaches kids science. Yeah. Using it like a keyboard. Like a big ass organ. Yeah. Like um, fan of the paradise style. Yeah. So he's, yeah, this should be a musical. <laughs> if, they, if they made this in, if they made this into a musical, I would, I would love that. Before we start recording, so like the only thing on IMDb listed is that Gosling doesn't have a character name. If he's not Ryland Grace, you know, like the overwhelming Vegas odds is he's playing the main character. But I was like, what if he's playing Rocky? Like he's just like singing notes, just like do 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 do. No, he's just, he's just he's just doing mocap. He's he's like so he's like Ben Schwartz being called like called in to like do the voice of BB-8. No, he's not even doing any. He, oh, he's, he's he's just a spider. Yeah, he's what's his name, uh, Gollum, but without the Andy Circus. Yeah, like just doing the mocap of moving around. Is it? When I found out Andy Circus is like just like an average height dude, and just like that surprised me. Well, you thought he was like a tiny little baby man. Yeah. Okay, I'm like a tiny little baby man, but I thought I he think might he's like, like actually kind of big, isn't he? Yeah, because he's he's the uh, he plays Claw in in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like oh, you're you're like the best mocap guy. Okay. Yeah, I he's mean, good at it yeah. though. No, I'm, not, I'm not mocking him. I'm he just is. like that's not what he's, I expected. He's like a one of those, uh, uh, and also he's like really handsome. It's like why are you hiding your face all that time? He's not that handsome. He's all right. I think he's handsome. <laughs> I also don't know if I know what he looks like, but I think he's handsome. He's yeah okay, but he like he's like a uh, like you know like acting. Uh, there's acting class. There's the like the animal exercises where mm-hmm. you have to like maintain that like his entire career is an animal exercise. There's something like kind of probably fun about that for he, someone who's an actor. He should have been in that movie Wolf that we covered. Yeah, he should have been uh, Jordan Belford, the Wolf of Wall Street, but as a wolf. Yeah, but as a, but as a wolf, he could have been the bull on Wall Street, like that big, like Merrill Lynch bull yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and not like moving or anything, just like, <laughs> just like we CGI that. That's actually Andy Circus staying incredibly still. We paid him one million dollars. Yeah, we paid him one million dollars to stay as still as possible. That's him. He's the bull in the in, in on Wall Street. Yeah, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio as Jordan Belfort. Uh, uh, Aya Cash as his assistant. I can't remember any of the, anybody else in that movie. John you can't Bur- remember anybody else in that movie? John Bernthal, Jonah Hill, whatever. <laughs> Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie and Andy Serkis as the bull. And Andy Serkis as the bull, yeah. It's, it's crazy that you remembered Aya Cash and not any of the many movie stars in that movie. The people who are on screen for more. Kyle, Kyle Chandler. The people who are on screen for more than 60 Shea seconds. Wiggum. In a three-hour long movie. Uh, I was trying to think of John Bernthal's name and I couldn't pull it. And I'm like, I just, I locked up. Rob, Rob Ryan. Uh, uh, Rob guy, Reiner? Yeah, yeah, the guy that directed Spinal Tap. Rob Ryan Ryan. Rob Ryan Goal. Remember when I, when I, uh, like, this is like a way through. I was thinking about this the other day. It's stinks. Um, but like I couldn't remember the name of Blake Shelton during, mm-hmm. during Tub Talk. I was, and I called him like Blake Schnornberger or something like that. <laughs> that was very funny. So he ends up on Iridium. He's a teacher once again. He chooses not to go home. But he also like I think toward the end is also just like 
Rocky's my only friend. Like they're like, in case you didn't think I was a loser already, let me really hone it in for you. Had no romantic prospects because I was afraid of getting heartbroken. Had no real friends other than drinking buddies from college that I would go out with every once in a while and like not want to spend time with. Uh, teachers don't really like me. It was only about the kids and they go away after a year. I got no one but Rocky. It's just like, oh, this guy's gonna be fine on his own. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, on a planet without light? There is, well, they make light for him. I know, but um, still. there There is something interesting about, it's, it's a rare book that, Maybe it's not a rare book. I'm thinking like it's a rare book that doesn't have any like romantic stuff in it at all. There's no like. Well, The Martian didn't either, did it? I don't think so. Um, but it's I mean, The Martian, again, is a guy by himself trying to solve problems. I know. The The issue that I had with this, like what this reminded me of, and that he is a name that has come up over and over again on this goddamn podcast because you won't let me live it down. But one of my favorite writers used to be Dean Koontz. I don't, I'm fine with you liking Dean Koontz. I'm I don't not, read him I'm, anymore. But like, you, you can read him. You act like I'm shaming you for you like. Are. It's fine to like Dean Koontz. I know it is fine, but like, it also like once I finally was like started reading Stephen King books, I was yeah. like, oh, like Dean Koontz is like a PG-13 version of, of Stephen King, where like he tones down the violence, he tones down the language. All of his characters are kind of dorky, yeah. and it's like there's a version of this book that I would love in theory. Yeah. That's written by a different guy who like isn't afraid of like his mom reading it or something. It's like it feels like he's for any number of reasons, maybe just for mass market. But like Stephen King sells more books. than You know, like, I don't know what it is like. He clearly after the success of The Martian, it feels like he can kind of write whatever he wants. You want to know that he's jacking off every couple days. Yeah, that's your that's your thing. Also, here's here's my here's you kept my, texting me when we were reading this going like you think he's jerking off. Yeah, is he is he masturbating? What's going on with this guy? <laughs> What is he doing? What's the you think? Do you think they gave him porn up there? What kind of porn do you think he, he has, has? All of the software in the world. He's got every cyber no. sex simulator. No, no. You don't think so? No, they're not including that stuff. No. Did you like the scene where Strat goes to the court and she's just like, "I have the jurisdiction yeah, yeah, yeah. from all yeah. of the government." Right. Also, here's the thing. It reminded me, it reminded me of this scene in uh, in in the trailer. I have not watched this movie because uh, as. Uh, Listeners may or may not know, I am obsessed with the Boston Marathon bombing. Um, Such a weird thing to say. <laughs> can't get it out of my head. I've been thinking about it for, for 10 years uh, in a row without break. Um, but there's that that uh, Mark Wahlberg movie, Patriot's Day. Which is actually pretty good. Oh, fuck you. I mean, eat shit. It's I, not, it's not I haven't seen it, but, th- but there, there's a scene in the trailer where uh, who I'm assuming – is the mother of uh, the bombers, Jahar or uh, Jahar Sarnev. Um, I'm assuming it's his mother. And she, she says like, I've got rights. And then the, the attorney or police woman talking to her goes, honey, your rights don't mean shit here. And it's just like, fuck you. It's supposed to be like that's supposed to be like a triumphant moment in that trailer as though like in America we get things done. Yeah. When like when we have to throw civil rights out the window, that's totally fine. Which we'll, is we'll do it. Which is true. Um, And, and it just like made me so angry watching that because like, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I never watch it. Never will watch it. That's fine. You got stronger. Stronger is great. Stronger is yeah. a really good movie. So there's the scene where she like goes to the courtroom and she's like, we have permission from every government but like there's also the, at the same time like the speed so there's two things there's a the thing that i'm just like i don't believe this at all and then like they they lead to before like 
in trying to convince him why to go, they like show the reality, but she's just like, or like the book posits this notion that when humanity is faced with the brink of destruction, is on the brink of destruction, every government is just like, whatever you need, let's get it done. I'm just thinking like, that would never happen. Well, it, yeah, it's sort of like, like America can't even decide. Like yeah. one country can't even decide. Right. In some ways it's, it's the watchman thing, right? It's like, it's like once we were invaded by aliens, we came together and we, Yes. Like the nuclear threat went away because we like. Right. But like I, I was like, I don't know that I believe that. And then when she is explaining to him like why he has to go, she's like, we have this timeline mapped out. Like we're going to have enough food, blah, 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 blah. But do you really think that like America is just going to sit by and like slowly starve? Do you think China is going to slowly starve when it has like neighbors next door? It's like, it seems like you guys already solved that problem. But like. That's what I thought was going to happen. It's just like, yeah, the countries aren't going to cooperate. Yeah. Like like this is, it's not a world in which there's no climate change denial because you have that girl that interrupts him in class and says, my dad says that climate change isn't real. And he says, your dad's wrong. And he moves on. Yeah. So I think Andy Weir posits a very optimistic view of humanity. He does, which is like, I kind of like that about him, but it's also right. And and like the thing, the thing that I liked about the Martian, and I've, I've said this before in complimentary way about the Martian is that the villain in the Martian is like, it's not humanity. There's no like human villain. It's just like error. Yeah. Error is the villain. And it's just like everyone because error is the villain. The hero of the Martian is cooperation. Mm hmm. It's this idea that when people come together, they can solve problems. Right. We might not all agree how to solve that problem, but if we come together, we can do it. And what's great about the Martian is you have all the people working on Earth to get him home. You have all the people in – or you have just him working mm-hmm. in, in space. And then when they, when, they can contact, things, yes. when they can contact each other, then they're working together yep. and, they can, and they try to figure it out together. And there's something really nice about that. Um this book feels a little more cynical than than the Mar- or not cynical. I don't know. No, because I think like I most of the time like my brand, my quote unquote brand is optimism. Like I try to be as yeah. optimistic as possible, but I also like need that to be in a world or in a thing that is realistic. And I feel like this is optimistic in a way that does not feel real. Yeah. Like this is again like the best of the best. Like just like this is we're gonna band together and like maybe that's what would happen, but I don't think that would be. Yeah. And I think the way that the Martian is able to intercut between the two things like at a simultaneous cause they're, they're close enough to like communicate back and forth. I think the back and forth here, but like the strat, like the strat character doesn't do anything for me. It's just like, she seems like, like a string of cliches. It's just like, I don't know. I can't get behind anything. Yeah. Just a bummer. Cause I, I wanted to read this book. Cause I was looking forward to it. Cause I want to see, cause I think the movie will be good. I sure hope so. And I mean, I, Lord and Miller are great. They, I, they've, they've, uh, I've liked everything that they've done. Yeah. I do think the book moves quickly. Oh, I disagree. But I, I, this book felt like it took me forever to read. At a certain point, you're like, I don't need to read every science word. I don't know. I do need to read every word. I know. Word. You also probably remember more of it than I do, but like, maybe. Whatever. Anyway, any other thoughts you want to read? Eggs email. Uh, yeah, let's get X email. We have an email address, lottery at cageclub.me. If you want to email in Meg's reaction to Project Hail Mary, join Meg. Meg's number one in the fan club, number one in the clubhouse. We got a couple of people who have written in. Meg's lonely, 30,000 strong. We, have, we, know, we know there's 30,000 yeah, of you where, out there. Where are you at, Clancy? This book was okay, Egg says. It was better than Artemis, but not as good as I remember The Martian being. The concept was interesting, but Grace was so, quote, quirky 
throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it's a nice way to put it. But the act of reading was both exhausting and boring. Rocky was by far the most interesting character. Well, it's only like two. I mean, there's more than two, but yes. I would definitely see the movie being made for his character design alone. I will say I teared up when Grace went back to save Rocky. And I guess it's interesting. The main character of a space action book or movie is at his core a coward, which I think we talked about this. Uh, no, I, okay. So I actually, yeah, I forgot that I wanted to, I wanted to continue a, a, a conversation about that, which is that the thing that, um, the reason why that doesn't work for me is there's no real evidence of him being a coward. It, w- it would be like interesting if up until we learned that he's a coward and didn't want to be on the ship, he were freaking out about things all the time yeah. or, or like didn't want to do certain things. Like was like, I'm not getting in that EVA suit and going outside, you know? Well, it's like it's like he has two brains. He's got science brain. He's got coward brain. Yeah. And the French drug erased coward brain. Also, when did he train on the EVA suit? He I don't think he did. So how does he know how to do all that stuff? I don't know, because he even says, he's like, I know nothing about being an astronaut. They're like, you'll learn. And he goes outside in this in this spaceship. And he spends and like a third of his book outside. And it's like, fine. Yeah. When it's like, he didn't practice any of that right. stuff because he didn't know he was going on the ship. Right. But but anyway, so yeah, for the first for the first two thirds before we know that he's a coward, like you, there's not really, I don't think, evidence of him being a coward. He's not a coward up to that point. Like- when there's the reveal that he's the coward, what that reveal should be doing for us is it should be transferring us from a character who we think is brave because we know he's cowardly, mm-hmm. like he's a coward who made a brave decision mm-hmm. to go on the ship, and that's admirable. Mm-hmm. It should be transferring us from that to going like, oh, no, like this guy is – is he never made that brave decision, so he's not a brave person, which would give more power to the decision when he goes to save Rocky, which is like – that's the character turning point. That's him making the brave decision. Right. That's when, like, like you know, when you get to point A to to uh, which is like the inciting incident. There's character growth, and we move toward the apotheosis, which is when the the character changes. Mm-hmm. Right. So that should be the climax, and it should hit us like he's changing significantly. But he's only really for us changing significantly for. About 40 pages, 30, yeah. 30 yeah, pages. Yeah. When it should, like, that coward thing should hit us because we thought he was being a brave guy in spite of his cowardice. Right. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a hard trick to pull off. Yes. But it's also kind of, it's it's the kind of trick that makes a book like this worth reading. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it works. I and think, he, I think he just chooses not to try. I think it's a really good idea. He is an anti weird, not as an. I think, I think it's a good idea, but I think it's not executed in it, like the when we learn that he's a coward, we should be like ah, and then when we learn that he goes to save Rocky, we should be like we should tear up the way that Meg did. Yeah, which is great. It's good. It's great that Meg had that reaction. I, I, I would have felt a lot more emotionally invested in it if I had felt betrayed because at no point in either timeline the like him in outer space or him in the flashbacks is he cowardly he's like that's what i'm saying he's incredibly brave he's like this is a bad idea like he like he questions things but he's just like okay this seems fine like Like he sees an alien ship and he's like they're immediately contacting each other and it's cool yeah like if you were a coward you'd see an alien ship and you would just be like holy what yeah you'd be paralyzed yeah so like that makes it a harder book to write because then it's like because the fun stuff is him getting to know the alien. But it's like if you were a coward, would you meet an alien? Right. It so, is a good twist, though. It is a good twist, but it's 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 an unearned twist. Correct. It's a yeah, twist that you need. Yes. You need more stuff like we should be able to predict that twist. It should naturally make sense because he's not a cowardly character before then. Yeah. 
Going back to save Rocky was the only time he wasn't acting out of self-preservation. The ending, where he's too afraid to go back to Earth because Arid was the new safe choice, was quite sad. Like, yes, he's still a teacher, but there's such loneliness in being the only person on the planet that can live in your atmosphere. Yeah, but, but he's lonely anyway. He didn't, he didn't yeah. have any... Was he going to go back and be the strat? He doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have any... No, but, like, he goes back, he saves Earth. He's a hero. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. Uh, maybe, maybe not for him. I don't know. I don't think it would be fun. I think it would be terrible. You hate people. <laughs> yeah. The part that was frustrating to me was actually when Grace found it reasonable. Yeah, this is also this is a good point. That someone's preferred method of killing themselves on a spaceship was shooting themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel it's, we're fine. Yeah. We'll put a gun on board with you. Yeah. So he's like, because there's the, again, it's like explaining why there's nitrogen. It's like, how do you want to die? He's like, it's breathing nitrogen. I feel it's like the most painless way. She's like, okay, we can figure. He's like, don't worry about it. Like I'm, my personal belonging is going to be like the nitrogen thing. Like I'm a lot of this certain amount of space, whatever. And then the woman just like. I want to die in the heroin overdose. She's like, mm, all right. And the guy's just like, and then he like pushes back a little bit. Like, it seems like it's gonna be a painful way to go. And she's like, yeah, but you guys can figure it out. And then the third one, just like, I want to shoot myself with a gun. He's like, cool. Got it. End of sentence. Just like, <laughs> I would like a, a guillotine. I want my, uh, I want my head floating around in zero G for, well, it's, for the rest of the space. Well, trip. it's like you miss the bullet goes through the wall. There's a vacuum. Like space is a vacuum. Or or you uh, kill someone else. Yeah. Or or you um you know you just like sever part of your brainstem or something, mm-hmm. and then and then you're you're half paralyzed for the entire rest of the rest of the time, or you or or you're just in excruciating pain for the rest of your life. I feel there are so many things that could go wrong with that. It's not unheard of to do it wrong, and yeah, you're on a yeah. spaceship. You do it wrong. You hit something in the spaceship. You die even more painfully. The nitrous oxide method sounds much better to me. All in all, the book was okay and will probably make a better movie. Yeah, I agree. And like in, in a way, this is the ideal adaptable book. Like it, it's it's tradition, I think, for shitty books to make better movies. I think that's just the way it goes. When, well, if, if, if you look at bad books, they often make good movies. Because you like you don't follow it. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know, because uh, I think like bad books don't have a lot of uh, of the internal stuff that's hard to adapt in them. Well, it's what it's what you're calling a bad book, because I think to most people, people like I think this is a very popular book that people would say is a good book. Yeah, I mean, sure, but like we're we're in a in a, a two person democracy here. We don't need to consider. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like when you're because like, objectively bad book just won't get adapted at all. Well, I don't, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I I, I I think that there's, there's lots of stuff that it's like, I think this is bad, but it gets made because it has a concept Mm -hmm. and you can, you can make something out. You you can make something that was bad, but as an external concept that works. Uh, But like books that are internal, like you couldn't, it would be very difficult probably to uh, adapt Proust. Uh, largely because it's like all internalized mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it would be impossible to adapt. Uh, you know, blood and guts in high school right. for 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 various reasons. Which we talked because, about because it's doing. Yeah, we we have an entire episode about why it would be difficult to adapt that. But with books that are, um, you know, largely focused on the external world of the characters Mm -hmm. um, and the way they react to external stimuli. And there's not a lot of interiority. 
um, and there is a visual aspect to it that is, uh, you know, easy to put on the screen. Sure. I think I think that's what makes an adaptable book, and the content of that book is not even necessarily important. You have outer space is is enough on its own. If if you if you put me in a in a spaceship with uh like a cinematographer who really knows what he's doing and a set designer that can make it look cool you don't need you don't need anything right that's all i'm asking of yeah. you right so yeah. so so like a that, that that's why like even if you take rocky out and rocky's not in the movie at all i'm dealing with this I, I i would watch this movie of him solving the problems as long as you have someone who can make that visually interesting right Put someone in zero G floating around in something that is interiorly designed in a way that's like visually interesting and you have like the majesty of outer space. I don't need anything else. Tom Cruise is making an entire movie on a spaceship. Is, he, is that actually happening? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the name of it is? I think Doug Lyman's directing it maybe. Dougie L. Are you Googling again? I'm not Googling. I'm IMDBing. Oh, so that's a loophole. No, because I think this is important because I think it's uh, it's just the untitled Tom Cruise SpaceX project. Yeah. Oh, it's SpaceX, too. Yeah. Jesus. Get Doug Lyman, Tom Cruise, Christopher McQuarrie. So he's got both of his guys. Yeah, those guys are all going to die in outer space. Because Elon doesn't know what he's doing. Um, Do you picture anybody for Strat? Uh, how about uh, Melanie Laurent? Sure. Or maybe... Uh, What's her name? The the uh she was in um like Inception, the French actress. Marianne Cotillard? Yeah, Marianne Cotillard. I don't Strat's not French, but I just picked two French actors. You know, might as well. Should we could, call could, Matt? Could be anything. Renat call Matt. Uh Matt is uh doing stuff. He's Oh no, is he? Anyway, keep reading. Oh. I can't believe you just jumped in with that. Uh You can't believe it. I do it every Today's episode. crime is uh Playing the music of an incredibly litigious artist as an outro song on a podcast. It's been a hard day's night. 